serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Friday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, coming up uh, next, Netflix has an offer to lower your bill, but there's a huge catch. You're a big fan. You watch that. Well, Everybody like, watches like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in just a second. I'm into the Midnight Club right now. What is that? The Midnight Club? Uh-huh. It's a. It's kind of a, like a, a horror, horror, horror movie. It's the same di- people that did the, the Haunting of Bly Manor and oh, stuff gosh, like that. That's yeah, scary it's, it's stuff. good. It's mm-hmm. good. You'd like it. All right. So uh, we spent a little time on that uh, guy who uh, shot a professor, U of A. And it seems that like this guy who got onto campus, first of all, he was banned. Uh, and he went on, back onto campus, and that he shot a professor dead. His father's now speaking out. And, you know, we've talked about these shooters, Chad. I mean, there's always red flags. There's always warnings. There's always uh, Facebook posts. There's always he tried to kill a family member. I just Outside of one, which was obviously the guy in Vegas... They have no idea uh, there, why you there, did it. People, there's always seems to be several things along the way. When you put them back together, you're like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So now the shooter's father is speaking. And I just, did his father do enough to try and get his son off the street, to try and get his son into a program? Did he know that his son was going to murder somebody one day? On October 5th, former University of Arizona graduate student Murad Dervish is charged with going to the Harshbarger building on campus and shooting and killing Professor Thomas Meixner, head of the Department of Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences, the program Dervish was a part of until he was expelled and banned from campus for threatening behavior. My son had... Dolgan Dervish says his son's mental disorder led to a pattern of violent behavior. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to get to. What was the pattern of violent behavior? Why was this guy allowed on the streets? Why is he out walking around? Because you just can't lock people up. Why not? Why not? Because we have a constitution. No, no, I mean, if he is threatening to kill people, he shouldn't be on the street. But... Well, there might be a mental, but you can't hold people indefinitely. Well, let's hear what he did. Because if, like, I'm wondering, because I, I know what we're about to play. I listened to it a little, a little yeah. bit earlier. I don't know why this guy was out. I don't know why this guy was allowed to walk around. I really don't. He was expelled and banned from campus for threatening behavior. My son had... Dolgan Dervish says his son's mental disorder led to a pattern of violent behavior, first at Penn State. He pulled a knife on a pizza man. Then at his dad's restaurant. He stopped breaking things and he threw things at me and, and hurt me. And then towards his mom in San Diego. So there he tried to kill his mother. Okay. You got a guy that tries to kill mom. How did he try to kill mom? Was it, I threatened to kill you, I throw something at you, uh, you know. Well, he said it was violent, so it wasn't just words. Well, no, it probably wasn't words, but, I mean, you know, there's a difference between attempted murder Mm -hmm. and, you know, parents and fighting and anger. Remember, this wasn't a kid. No, and that's the other side of it. He's what, he was in his 40s. 
Those episodes landing him in prison three different times. But Dolgan says he tried expressing to law enforcement that his son needed more mental health help, that he was a danger to everyone if he was let out. You can't just put him in prison and punish him, you will think, in two, two years and let him out and nothing will be done. So if you've got a guy who's violent, if you've got a guy who tried to murder his own mother, if you've got a guy who's pulling knives on people... And the father knows this guy, my son's going to kill somebody. Okay, he's been in jail three times. Yeah. Is it is it a problem with our, with our system in prison where we're not rehabbing these people? Because sometimes people go to, to do something wrong, they go to jail, and they pay the price, and they're like, gosh, I'm never coming back here again. I've really learned my lesson. This guy, I don't know what kind of, he's not in his right mind. He's not learning any lesson. No, no. Well, and obviously he's got mental issues. And, and you know, you also have to think, remember, sometimes you put people in areas where they're going there for actual rehab. They have mental problems and stuff. And then prison is for punishment. Right. You know, we, so you, we deem the, at this moment in time, you've done something so bad that for the next umpteen weeks, months, or years, you can't be allowed on the street. But violent people are in prison, and guess what? A vast majority of them will get out. And will do it again. It's a possibility, absolutely. Dolgan says he stopped answering his son's calls after he tried to kill his mother, but says a week before Meixner's murder, his son tried calling to share frustration that he was kicked out of both school and was being evicted from his apartment. According to the search warrant, authorities found a slew of concerning items in Murad's car, two loaded handguns. Okay, so I don't know the answer. Where are you getting these guns? You've been in jail three times. You're not allowed to have a gun. Okay. Uh, Did he get it? Probably illegally off, off the street. Did yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he wasn't allowed to just walk no, in no, and, probably, and grab a gun somewhere. Are, if you're doing time like he was doing two years here, three years, he's probably he's, a felon. Five knives, two machetes, rounds of ammunition, three cell phones, a bag to block cell signals and prevent tracking. Eesh, this yeah. guy and a can of mace. Dolgan says he hopes to raise awareness for how devastating Aspergers can be and why help beyond prison is necessary. Well, I mean. I know a couple people with Asperger's and they're not like this. Yeah, I was going to say. Come on. You know, I mean, this guy had problems and I have a feeling there was a lot of other problems along the way. Uh, you know, were there drugs involved at some point in time? And he was in school up until not too long before this happened. So he was obviously functioning enough to get into a college. He says his son suffered from Asperger's syndrome and was in and out of prison because of his actions, trying to kill multiple family members. Dolgan Dervish says his son was a ticking time bomb. My first impression was it finally happened. He killed somebody. Oh, gosh. I mean, what can you do? I mean, father knew it was going to happen. There's only so much you can do. I don't know, man. This isn't the the movie Minority Report. We no, don't get I to don't. see into the future, you know, several seconds before something happens. This is reality, and reality is is people that are ticking time bombs. Some of you don't know, and yeah, but you're you're, but it sounds like you're saying that he didn't he didn't do anything wrong, and this just happened. I mean, there's a history of stuff that this guy was doing. Yeah, but you can't keep people in jail for a history of stuff. You got to pay the price, and then you and leave. he did. Yeah. So you can't just go, ah, we decide we're going to keep it a little bit longer. No, I'm not, I'm not it, saying know. that. I'm not saying that. I'm just, why Why didn't this guy get help? And sounds like everybody wanted to help him at some point in time. Why can't you force him to go and get help? 
Why can't he be committed? Because if you're if you're not in your right mind and you're trying to kill your mother and you've been in jail three times and the father says you're going to kill somebody, he's going to kill somebody one day. There's no doubt about it. And they can't find anybody to help. Uh, you know, we're not again, doing a good enough job. We're then. talking. We were talking today. They found uh, Jeffrey Dahmer that he was sane. You know, I mean, that's the kind of system you're dealing with there. Right. You know, and how many times did they get help? You know, they're talking. He's talking about Asperger's and all this other stuff. And I don't know if I buy that Asperger's. No, I'm not buying that either. But the reality is, is, is how are you going to force him to go get help? If the, you know, they show up, they put him in for 72 hours. They say, this guy, you know, he might have an anger problem, but he's not, uh, uh, he's not what they would say is, you know, uh, you know, off his rocker. So what are you going to do? You can't force him to say, you know, we decide we feel you're dangerous. So we're going to keep you. It's just, it sucks. But then the other option is we let him out and then we do what we all know he's going to do. And that's murder somebody. And we can't stop it. Well, I mean, we're going to follow him around. I just, I just wish there was a better way. Well, of course, I think we all do. But there's, you know, the, the, I would, you know, the fact is because we have so much freedom, uh, which is a wonderful thing. If we were just decided to snatch people off the street who we think are going to do something bad, man, only if you have a history of doing something bad, you know. And, and but if you've paid the price to society that they've asked you to pay, which then is jail time, then you're, then you're essentially then you, you haven't done anything wrong, right? From there, it's a, it's a clean slate. They can look back and say, look at all this stuff. Mm. But from this point forward, it's a clean slate. All right, coming up next, uh, Netflix is offering to lower your bill. Netflix and chill. Not that. Oh. But there's a catch. Well, you would think that. Actually, I was thinking it, too. Hey, <laughs> Doug Ducey? That's right. Didn't Ducey say that during? Go, go watch Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Gatos the Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. That's right. Every day, join uh, me at 850 when I join Mike Broomhead on his program, debut the uh, Big Q. Here it is today, KTAR.com, right side of the page. Uh, Netflix, Chad. Netflix and shit. Is offering to uh, lower your bill. Oh, fantastic. But there's a catch. Okay. You'd have to watch 15 to 30 second commercials during the show or movie you view. Okay. Would you choose this option in order to pay less? Yes or no? No. 74% say no. No. Uh, That's not why I come to Netflix. I come to Netflix and some of these things, even when I do my YouTube, I have YouTube red, so I don't have to watch ads and I could just skip right to things. I need that code. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm one of those guys, right? Oh, I go are? around them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I need your code. Like, wise man, I need your your Hulu code. I'll text him, and he'll send it to me. Hey, I need that. You know, you have to. What, what do you got? Yeah, I need that code. I want to watch Thursday night football. What's the code, wise man? Give me the code. I always get everybody's code. You do. Yeah. You know everybody's vaccinate vaccination status, and I now do. you got their code. Well, I don't know if I know if they've got the latest shot because I've basically given up on that. But yes, so. Here it is, six ninety nine per month. That's when it would be. That it's going to become available in the U.S. in November. So you're watching a move. All right, do you guys watch movies on Netflix or okay. do you watch TV shows? Both. I watch both. Both. Okay. Because I usually just watch TV shows. A lot of times the movies aren't very good. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The original stuff. So six dollars. You're going to cut your bill a decent amount. Quite a bit per month. What is it now? What is it now? Twelve, thirteen bucks. 
Well, I think it's more than that. Fifteen bucks? Aren't they raising it? Yeah, and they just keep going up. Yeah, it it does. It keeps. It used to be a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> right. It used to be a dollar fifty. A lot of money. Well, you know, they decided they wanted to be, uh, you know, a full production studio, and that costs money. You remember when they used to send you the uh, the DVDs? Yeah. My gosh, that was a while <laughs> I ago. Still right? do that. Wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. What do you want? Basic, standard, or uh, premium? Uh, all of them. Basic. I thought basic and standard meant the same thing. By the way, basic nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine. Standard is fifteen forty nine a month. Mm-hmm. Premium is nineteen ninety nine a month. What do I get with premium? I don't think I have premium. Premium. Uh, watch on up to four supported devices at the same time. No, I don't need that. Unlimited movies, TV shows, and mobile games. I didn't. No, I don't need that. that. Oh. Watch in ultra HD. Oh. Uh, it's ad free TV shows and movies. And download on four supported devices at the same time. I think I got the second tier. It's like 15 bucks. Yeah, me too. I got the the other one. I got the 19. Look at you, you big spender. I know, right? You're amazing. You know what? Jackass. He says Hulu, too. I had to get them Hulu. So So instead of like the 15 to $19, you pay $6.99. Yep. But then you got to watch commercials. And isn't that the point of Netflix that you don't watch a single commercial? It is until it gets to be too expensive. Yeah. And so then, then they sell advertising. And they sell advertising. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I, I no, like it, some things are just like, you know what? It's not why I got into this. Yeah, cuz like I have like I listen to Pandora once in a while. I don't I don't have a subscription and I'll listen to a commercial once in a while and I'm like, okay, I'm used to it. Fine. I'll do that. But I'm not used to it on Netflix. If I'm watching, you know, regular TV, I'm used to watching a commercial. I know I have to watch it. But on Netflix, it's one of those. That's like you know, that's the golden standard over there. You don't have to watch any commercials. Well, you choose to subscribe to that. Your TV you with sh- the ads is is pretty much free unless you you know pay for your cable. Would you do it six ninety nine to it watch depend- ads? It would depend on how much Netflix raised its price. If it got to be out of the bounds of reason and they had a lot of local uh, original programming that, that I really wanted to watch, but I didn't... Let's say they went up to 50 bucks a month. I'm not paying $50 a month Well, then you it. cancel it. Yeah. Well, then you could go for the 7 bucks and watch an ad or two. So, or, yeah, I might at that point. Or I'll just give you somebody else's code that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're trying to crack down. Mm-hmm. They still know how to do that. But do you know what? This all started with TiVo, right? Back in the day when everybody got a TiVo, oh, I was yeah. got a TiVo. I could skip through the ads, Super or you get the original ones. Mm. They didn't record the ads, so if you recorded the show, it just was seamless. And yeah, and it, yeah, those those are pretty awesome. But uh, that's it. Nobody want to watch ads anymore. Impatient. All right, six six ninety nine per month. Netflix. And chill. It's a new tier. You'll have to watch commercials, though. Is it worth it? No. By the way. I, I need your code because you have the ultra thing going on. I do. It's pretty awesome. awesome. By the way, don't you have a commercial coming up here in just a minute? Yeah, but ours are fun. Yeah, but ours are fun. (laughs) Just throwing that out? We have good commercials. Yeah. And you're not paying for this. Yeah, you're not paying. (laughs) That's exactly right. If you were paying for it, well, then you know what? Then you could go, hey, we're going to take uh, get us a chat without uh, commercials. Pay-per-view radio. Pay-per-listen radio. Pay-per-listen radio. Yeah. Yeah, that won't work. All right, coming up next, uh, <laughs> Becky Lynn said she was quite annoyed with us yesterday during the 3.30 newscast. Was where we yesterday? Hold up the headlines. Yes, mm-hmm. you give us almost a 7 out of 10 yeah, yeah, in terms of annoyance. annoyance six and a half, right? Mm-hmm, six yeah. and a half. Fantastic. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see uh, if we can get 10 today. I would go for nine. Let's not get greedy. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Uh, holding up the headlines, Becky Lynn will read the news. We will interrupt and have some snark. Next. Arizona's news station, news station. K 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us, Gatos Chat, to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. The two candidates who are running for state superintendent of public instruction are sharing what they view as the most pressing issues affecting our K-12 public schools. For incumbent Kathy Hoffman, the number one issue is ensuring that every classroom has highly effective teachers. Without their expertise, without having the best teaching practices possible, the academic achievement is not possible. So that's been one of our priority areas. Her Republican challenger Tom Horn views test scores as the top education issue, saying Right now, they're not as high as they should be. That's a real uh, crisis for us and for our kids and for our future, and uh, we need to focus on academics. Both Hoffman and Horn shared their views today on the Mike Broomhead Show. Rizal, the Satino KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Tom Horn didn't show up with his pedophile buddy, allegedly. David Stringer, did he? Uh, no. Oh, that's good. That's good. He did not. Yeah. You can say allegedly, but I I looked. It's, yeah, he, he seriously. Guilty. Yeah, he's, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, you know, I know that uh, you got somebody wearing a red jersey and somebody wearing a, a blue jersey, but... I mean, Tom Horn has proven that he doesn't he doesn't uh, make very good decisions, especially with people that he surrounds himself with. Yeah, he surrounds himself with someone who took advantage of children. Tom that Horn, is such a bizarre, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. You do know what you're running for, right? Like yeah. you have an yeah. understanding of what it is that you're running for. Uh, I just want to make sure kids in school. Yeah, <sighs> and the race is close. Very close. Told you. We're living in the upside down, man. Upside down. We're holding up the headlines. Democratic candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, tells KTAR's Barry Markson the solution to fear of voter fraud is to show that elections are conducted by fellow Arizonans. Educating the public isn't just about talking points. It's about people and and, and connecting people with people. Uh, And I think that's what a lot of folks who are promoting these conspiracies and lies, they forget. Bontes says while there has never been any proof of election fraud in Arizona, he wants to help voters be confident in the state's elections, and he is the candidate to do that. Well, what did we have yesterday? We had a bunch of people watching one of those uh, drop boxes. Yes. I think we're going to have, I think it's going to get a little bit messy as we go towards. Hey, we just convicted somebody and put her in jail for 30 days, and she had four ballots. Oh, no. That's it? That's all the fraud was for? That's not bad, right? Four oh, ballots, pretty good. But you know what? If you're going to follow the law, you got to follow the law. Oh, of course she should go to jail or get punished, but uh, we're holding up the headlines. Republican nominee for Arizona Secretary of State, Mark Fincham, tells the Mike Broomhead Show if he's elected, he wants to make sure elections are fair and go by the books. Number one, I think we need to uh, in- engage with all of the counties and ask for a process map to make sure that their election process is compliant with the election procedures manual. Fincham goes on to say... Ballot trafficking and harvesting does not constitute severe enough penalties and calls for a new policy on the issue. Execution. By the way, if you are going to ask for a map, could you ask for the first map in Pinal County Hmm. to find out why they can't map up anything correctly? Hmm. I will tell you with Fincham, it was hard to interview that guy. What was it, last week? Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, these election deniers just live in a different world, and it's hard to have a rational conversation with some of them. And this guy is really like... Let me give you an example. 
We we had a and we had a, an interview with Blake Masters. Yeah, he's not an election denier. No, no. I thought the conversation was great. I found him intelligent. Uh, but you got guys like Fincham, and then you got guys like Horn, and, and you're just you're trying to you're trying to even interview these guys, and you're like these guys are insane. Just they it, just are. You just focus on the things in front of you. You watch out, man. You, things might go okay for you, but they're still focused on stuff. And this guy wants to run our elections, and I'm all about fair and safe elections. And anybody who isn't is an idiot. But the reality is, some of the stuff that you know he has said makes you go, mm, "Not on my watch. I don't want that." Hold up the headlines. There are only two outdoor drop boxes in Maricopa County for voters, and there are live stream cameras on both of them. County recorder Stephen Richard addressed reports of a group watching the drop box in the vicinity of the Mesa Juvenile Court. Just watching the drop box isn't illegal in and of itself, but intimidating someone dropping off their ballot is, and Richard says it needs to be reported. Reported Please to us, we'd love to hear about that, but also to law enforcement. If you are ever feeling unsafe, the first call always has to be 911. And Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Panzone told Arizona's Morning News, voter intimidation laws will be strictly enforced. Jim Cross, KTAR News. Yeah, these are these are tailgate drop box parties. So we saw it in the primary. It's so right. People show up with their lawn chairs and beer and sandwiches like they're going to a football game. Like they're going to catch something in the act. And they're watching a drop box, which they don't need to do. It's yeah, you can watch it from home now. You can watch it from home. You don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. I mean, are you that bored? You can watch it from home and be like, hey, look at that. There's somebody. 2,000 mules. 2,000 mules. <laughs> We're holding up the headlines. KTAR, Eyes on Immigration. A sigh of relief for the nearly 31,000 DACA recipients living in Arizona. A federal judge ruling today the latest version of the program protecting young undocumented immigrants from deportation can continue. DACA recipient Jose Patino welcomes the news. But then it's, uh, it's sour just because we know a lot of individuals, a lot of students currently in high school uh, or in the university who is blocked because their application is going to be processed. The Biden administration had made some changes to the program to improve its chances of surviving legal scrutiny. So this ruling means current recipients can stay on the program and renew, but no new applications will be accepted. Just remember, Donald Trump wanted to make them citizens. Want to give them a pathway to citizenship and double and triple or whatever you wanted to do for the DACA recipients. Like, hell, give as many as you want. I just want my wall. Yeah. And the Democrats could not build, did not want to help him build a wall. And now they're starting to build a wall. And now, of course they are. How'd that go? It was ridiculous. Yeah. It just shows you that neither side really wants to negotiate. Either side doesn't want to, like, it's either all or nothing. Like, the Democrats are like, you know, well, it's, put it that way. It's either, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. Try, that, try that with any relationship yeah. or anything no. you have in life and how that's going to make you very lonely. Just remember, Trump wanted to make them. Citizens. Donald Trump, of all people, wanted to make them citizens, and all he wanted uh, was border security, and the Democrats said no. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're holding up the headlines. Scottish actor Robbie Coltrane, best known for playing Hagrid in all eight Harry Potter films, has passed away. Coltrane was the lovable giant who served as Hogwarts groundskeeper and friend of young Harry Potter. He was already well-known to UK viewers for his multiple roles, uh, roles on TV before his worldwide Potter fame. And you might remember him as the Russian crime boss in the James Bond thrillers GoldenEye and The World Is Not Enough. Robbie Coltrane was 72. Oh, I loved him. You know, spending time in England, I'd see him at all kinds of shows, but Black Adders and Black Adders is just great. What is it? Black Adder. 
It's Rowan Atkinson. It's just it's it's a hilarious, wacky show where it's like it's kings. It's back and set in the day, and there's different time periods. But it was it was great. It had everybody. Stephen Fry was in a Hugh Laurie house. Uh, like it was it was awesome. But uh, he was a great actor. He was very good. Yeah, he he pulled off the Hagrid role so well in all those movies. How you doing, Harry? <laughs> Did you ever see Harry Potter get us? I think I saw the first one, uh-huh. and that's about it. Yeah? Yeah. Then you remember Hagrid. Uh, I vaguely remember, yeah. And you would remember he was the big one. He was the big one. Yeah. It's a ginormous slot. Yeah. That's holding up the headlines at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt. React to the day's top stories. Coming up at 4.05. Here we up. We've got midterm mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We are going to discuss, does Katie Hobbs need to debate Carrie Lake in order to save her candidacy. Does she need to do this now? It's a Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. That is us, by the way. I want to tell everybody uh, that we have a podcast. You're going to love it. It's called the Gatos and Chad Show podcast. It's so cool. Uh, and you can get it. You can go to your iPhone, your Android. You can subscribe to it, pick it up, wherever great podcasts are available. Somewhere in the bottom, you'll find us. It's the Gatos and Chad Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get the most money. Selling your home. Higher price than anybody else. That's right. Guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. Higherprice.com. I, I don't think you said podcast. Did you guys? I did say podcast. I think you said bodcast. Maybe that's it, too. We're what out there a, flexing. I don't think anyone would like to watch our bodcast. Oh, that's right. That's a. Uh, that's more of a Mr. Swole in the morning. Okay. Anyway, so at 4.05, we're going to talk about um, it has been a bad week for Katie Hobbs. This whole debate mess. It's not been a good week. The beginning of the week started with her at a Latino event, unable to answer the simplest of questions. And we're going to ask a really tough question at 405. Does Katie Hobbs have to debate now? But we're not asking it to Katie because nobody uh, gets to talk to Katie. Well, she was on KTAR yesterday. Uh, Barry Markson interviewed her. But we're we're again looking to have her on before the end of of the campaign season. Hopefully that'll happen. But uh, we'll talk about that. Does she actually need to, to to go and debate now? She didn't want to. Uh, you know, it's like it's like uh, uh, it's like you know, it's Godzilla versus Bambi. <laughs> you know, but she may she may have to change her mind. We'll talk about it. All right. So, um, you know, the cool thing about Halloween coming up is, uh, you, you know, you turn the TV on, they got all the scary movies on, right? right? And I was watching one of the nine Halloween, and I know that the Halloween stuff is coming up. Tonight, Halloween ends. Yeah. But it's, it's, a la- it's but the it last does. one. In theory. In theory. Um, there's a new horror film out, and people are puking. The Terrifier 2. So did you ever see? T- I've never heard yes. of Terrifier 1. Yes. I've seen just about every What's horror it about? movie. Uh, Art the Clown, he's a serial killer. So when I say people are puking, they're yeah. puking at the movie theater and passing out. Yeah, there's a lot of gore in it. Art That's kills all? people in a really bad way. There's some good scares in it. Okay. And by the way, they've done this. This is a very successful. They've made a ton of money off this. Uh, this latest one only cost them 150000 to make. I watched the trailer. He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Right there. That's creepy. Like, you want to... Mur- like, it's like... I, I'm not joking here at all. It's like... This movie, it's like uh, dressing up as someone who went and shot up a school. Yeah. That's what this kid wants to do. And that's disturbing. He wants to dress up as a real guy who murdered nine people last year. Oh, you're not doing that. That's just a costume. (laughs) 
So it's gruesome and uncomfortable. Yeah. But that but to me, okay, that doesn't make it a scary movie. Like, I don't know if people are getting scared at this movie and that's why they're vomiting. I think that they're vomiting at the gore. And I always thought these these uh what do you call them? Slasher films? Slasher films. They're not as they're not as it depends it's on a, who it they're is. They're almost funny. Yeah, some of them can be. It depends. Okay. And by the way, art art kind of is one of those things like uh, with Freddy Krueger. He's got a bit of a personality where, you know, it's not like the shape in Michael Myers, you know, Halloween. For those of you guys who don't know, if you ever watch any of the movies and you see the tr- you see the credits, never once does anybody say Michael Myers. It's always called the shape. Really? Uh, yep. Okay. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're emotionless where, you know, somebody like Freddy Krueger or something. That was the first thing about Freddy Krueger was what? He had a personality. He talked and he was wacky and he was, you know, uh, and this and it had to deal oh, yeah. had to deal with sleep. Yeah. And See, that's what I think makes a, a, a movie scary. Yeah. Like a Freddy Krueger movie. It's relatable. Why? Because everybody goes to sleep at night. Well, and it was based on a Filipino. I think it was a couple of Filipinos who were having uh, like a study about them who were saying there were things trying to kill them in their sleep. And they did a big sleep study on them. I think one of them died. It was a really weird, it's crazy kind of thing. But that ma- that makes Jaws, it scary. Very yeah. real. That's what, yeah. I was just going to say Jaws. Why? Why did people freak out? Because we like to go in the ocean. Yeah. We like to swim. And sharks eat people sometimes. But when I think of a scary movie, I think Poltergeist. I think Alien. Uh, I'll tell you this, like when The Walking Dead was really in its heyday and good, there were times where I would sit down and watch that show, and I'm on the edge of my seat from the beginning, and honestly uncomfortable for an hour. Yeah. See, I like uh, the Paranormal Activities is weird, Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project was one of the scariest things. I could not sleep after watching that movie. $15,000 is what it cost Orrin Peel to make. And you never the, saw whoever the, was the, the Paranormal Activity. $15,000. It made $200 million. There's an ROI, kids. All right, coming up next, coming midterm up. mayhem. Does Katie Hobbs need to debate Carrie Lake in order to save her candidacy next?